We do not speak on behalf of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're here to share our experience, strength, and hope with anyone who might be suffering from alcoholism or addiction. So before we get started on this wonderful topic today and dig dig in deep, we like to start off with our um, first thought wrong. And I have a doozy this week. And I told I told the girls, they don't know what it is, but I said I'm very ashamed of it. So if I'm ashamed of it, then I definitely need to talk about it. So I am telling on myself. And we'll love you through it. <laughs> and laugh. Thank you. Probably. I'm sorry. Oh, please. I okay. mean, laughter is the music of recovery. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, so last weekend we went to a retreat. It was fantastic. And there was a lady there that was new to the retreat. And she was loud and she was boisterous. And... As the retreat continued, I found myself fixating on that and not paying attention or being in my own bubble, doing my own work, listening, reflecting, doing what I needed to do. I was getting really distracted, and it kept getting magnified. And if you ever notice any point in your life, if there's something that's like a tiny little annoyance, if you give it your attention, it suddenly becomes like a glacier. It's the size of a glacier. Not just an elephant in the room, it's a fucking glacier. So by the middle of the next, the second day, I, I, I almost couldn't handle it anymore. And I was like crawling out of my skin. So I said something to a, a lady sitting beside me. And I'm like, said something really not nice. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't awful, but I basically said, you know, she's a little extra. And my friend who was sitting beside me was like, what? And she couldn't understand me. And I was trying to like be, you know, inconspicuous. And... I got called out on it, and that's okay because I needed to be called out on it. And basically another person who was watching the exchange said, you know, we really try to not judge, and I felt very contrite. And I'm like, you're right. That was not wrong. That was wrong. That wasn't a good thing for me to be doing because what I was doing was taking away from my experience because I was giving all my attention to this. And and what happens when I do that and I focus on negatives, suddenly I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not, not getting anything positive out of my experience and all this has happened in reflection afterwards y'all I wasn't anywhere near that self-actualized at the time but I just felt contrite and I'm like you're right I need to simmer down so then later in the afternoon this this behavior was still continuing and a, a friend of mine from the retreat that I met there was sitting across from me and she caught my eye and she started going nodding and rolling her eyes and I felt validated because I'm like oh I'm not the only one that, that's feeling this and and then I, I stopped myself and I'm like this is not what this is about. This retreat is not about this. My experience is not about this. And I had to physically turn in the chair so I wouldn't look at her, so I wouldn't continue that exchange. And I, I, like I said, that's I, a first thought, right? Finally, it, but you know, I had to, I. It was hard, and I had to like physically move my body to to break that connection. So it was, you know, it was a very good learning experience for me, but. I, once again, I jumped to that thing and I was, I actually talked about the meeting this morning and one of the people that shared said, it's like gossip. We all are like, what did she say? We are uh, seduced by gossip. And that's what I realized had happened to me when I made connection with my friend later in the day and I felt her connecting with me and I was validated. I was seduced and it's so tricky. So, um, if I, if I may, yeah, I'm done. Um, (laughs) I was at that retreat, Mm -hmm. and I had a very similar internal experience. Um, You know, here's what I think. I think that some people just have different levels of filters, 
And sometimes my filter is embarrassing and annoying to some people mm-hmm. and all that. But what what I did to get through it was, I, you know, I talk about this all the time. What do you guys think I did? Talk Pray for you. them. Say the serenity prayer in my head whenever it was happening because my codependents wanted to go to her and help her and tame her so that everybody else wasn't irritated because I am so, like, I'm, I'm not, like... Like intuitive is where we throw around all the time, but I'm so like, I can I can take on people's feelings so mm-hmm. easy. I'm so codependent Impact. that like yeah I I was just like oh god this is so uncomfortable and so many people are uncomfortable and and luckily enough my sponsor was there and I got to work through it there right yeah and I got to tell somebody that it was bothering me without really. Being judgy and me. Getting, getting in the middle of it. And, and I, was, I was there when some people were talking about it, and I went in my room. Like, I stopped talking, you know. And, and it is a seduction, and it is a rush. And, and here's what I learned in early sobriety and, or on a podcast or somewhere else. But it really made sense to me. And, like, you know how we're community people. We're, we like to be in a community. Mm-hmm. We like to um, have camaraderie. Well, gossip is the quickest way to get you and you, and maybe this is an improv thing, get us on the same page. When we're agreeing on something, we're the same and we like each other. Like, it's kind of like the good side of like me and you being murderinos, right? That moment of like, oh, instant best friends, Mm -hmm. right? When you like something or don't like something together, you become friends and we're all seeking that. The problem with gossip and and um, negativity, judging, and all that stuff. When we we can go down a hole, and me as an alcoholic, I lost permission to do that because that is what helped me stay drunk. Because I used to do that and commiserate when I was upset with my mom. I would commiserate with my sister when I was upset with a friend from work. I would commiserate with someone else at work. You know, like that kept me not looking at myself. I didn't even know the tools of like oh, well, that you don't have to engage and that you can say no. And there was something that I did, and I have to make amends for it the other day. Thank you for bringing this up and reminding me. Is I talked about somebody's personal, my opinion on their personal relationship to somebody else that I had no business talking to it about it. Mm-hmm. And I really need to make amends on that because it didn't feel right. And it was awkward for me to say it didn't feel right. Like, you know how sometimes it's almost worse if you like, oh, please don't say anything. And I shouldn't have said that. Like, I need to make a genuine, true amends, like, about it and address the fact that that was inappropriate and I shouldn't have done that because it's just, it's just bad behavior. And it's just my opinion. And I have plenty of other people I can share my opinion with. So, like a sponsor or like you guys. So, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Yeah, it actually, I did speak with you briefly after the, the first incident happened. And then I go back downstairs and I get validated. And so I, I really had to go to back to the basics for me, which is don't do anybody else's inventory. Only worry about myself. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And, and nobody else in the room matters because I can only control me. Whew, that was a good one. And the meditation that was done, yes, that was really helpful because, um, gosh, I, I, it's so cool to like, you know, you've done it, and as you continue to do it, um, 
it's easier to do that. But like the first meditation during the morning session, I was annoyed. I was restless. I couldn't sit still. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was like doing stuff was, ir- it was even irritating me when she was saying, don't judge other people. I was like, how can you not? They're being so loud, you know? Then by the, by the second part of the day, when we did it for that our breaks, I was, I was, The first video we post has to be a photo okay. so people know who we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you have some, like, dog food in your jacket? I don't think so. Do you have food? No. He wants it. Well, whatever. He likes you. <laughs> it's just that Coda's seen many Dogs. animals over the last couple of days. Yeah. So. He's like, what? What? He's like, I smell them, but where are they? He's like, quit taking my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Judge not, lest he be judged. That's right. All right, so yeah, that was a really yeah. Thanks both of you for sharing that. Yeah, it was that was a doozy for me, and you know, especially I love this retreat. It it really is not just like a recharge. I feel like I'm always transformed from it, and for me to tap into just negative feelings, I was so disappointed in myself, and I was disappointed that I kept you know kind of going down that road. And I'm still, I'm still not 100%. I still feel icky about it. Well, but. maybe you do a little um, uh, spot check inventory about mm-hmm. it, you know, like yeah. a mini fourth step about it. Yeah. Good idea. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like a, on its own topic altogether, judgment. Mm-hmm. And spot check inventory. Spot check. Yeah. I mean, I feel a lot of that same negativity at work, judging others instead of just oh, yeah. focusing work on what I'm doing. the easiest place to do that. It's just like... I'm in sales. I don't need to worry about what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's my numbers that matter, you yeah. know? So I really have no business judging others, <laughs> listening to others. Um, so that was, you know, I think going into my work week, really, because I have been struggling with that at work, is kind of like judging others and being in jealousy of others and, like, people are getting promotions and people are getting more responsibility and I'm having... So that, I needed your first thought wrong and I needed your, um, that gossip thing. I do that with my coworker who I sit right next to. We like love to like gossip about what we don't like, what is unfair in the office this week, you know, and what we don't agree with. Yeah. So not cool. Yeah. Gotta look at myself. So are we ready to jump into today's topic? Yeah. I am so excited. So. Oh, no, that's just how I have to write. I have to, because it's like an enormous notebook, so it's like... You, you turn that around. I'm I wish I was loving it. Yeah. I Cannonball into the water. I love that song. What song is that? Oh, you probably don't know it because I don't sing it very well. I'll, I'll play it for you later. Okay. That was lovely. Um, so, positive habits and changes in daily life. Who's, who's got something good for me? I've been trying to, uh, the positive habit habit that comes to my mind right away is like working out because we're doing this fitness thing at work right now. And I like, you know, so that's, I don't know. (laughs) Whenever I think of positive habits, I think of working out, which is so basic. Okay. So think about it. Like when we get sober, it's a body thing. So we're evolving, right? It goes Mm -hmm. from body. It goes to intellect. And sometimes those are at the same time, but then it goes to spirit and like your whole person. So I think that's very natural. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about 
habits in early sobriety? We're just ta- talking about. I think just in general, like how, how this program has improved your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's it improved your life. Because some people hopefully are listening that aren't in the program. You never know. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, well, what, what I what I want to say about that is you both have been really good. Well, I don't know if you've been good about working out, but I know you have been all over it. I have been struggling getting my butt into it mm-hmm. now. So I think I've cleaned up my food pretty good in the last few days, and I'm doing it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, going to see the chiropractor has been really helping me because, like, when I feel him feel my flabby body, and he tells me that I'm in my last quarter of my life. What? What? Yeah. Um, But he's kind of right. I'm getting there, right? 45. I I mean, I'm not really going to live till, like, 60? Well, maybe. You never know. I might... I'm at only... 70. Oh, that's so <laughs> You're a math girl. I am. That's because you measure a lot. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Stop. Stop yourself. I'm kind of depressed. Get back in know. here. Get back in here. Um, you know, if I can divert for a minute. So I, I deal with that too because I'm 50. I'll be 51 this year. And I, I go, holy fuck. What if I only have like 15 or 20 years left? Because it's just impossible. I work um, at a senior community center, not an assisted living community center. So they're very active, very mobile. Love, love, love it. And one of my favorite people is 90. And I think, what if I have 40 years left like she does? Well, here's the thing. On the money, positive life changes. If we do what Bree's talking about, then we probably will live longer. If we continue to eat tons of Girl Scout cookies and we continue to starve ourselves and then binge at night and I mean like I'm not I'm not chubby by any means but I'm not like my normal fit self but I can hide it right so it's even more dangerous because like I just will starve myself all day long drink coffee and then I binge like a crazy person I eat crazy bad food and I really I know that I have to get back to my diabetic diet like I had when I was pregnant so thank you that I need to make that positive life change for the exercise well exercise I and and, okay like health I'm thinking body body health okay body health yeah did you yes. guys have some? Well, uh, yeah, I'm interested to hear how you guys are using the program for and, and what habits you guys are wanting to establish now. Okay, so it's not so much uh, habits that I'm working on establishing. When I was kind of where I was going with this, when I was thinking about it a couple of days ago, was what helps me, and, it's, and it kind of goes back to my first thought wrong. Um, I really rely upon the acceptance prayer and um, the promises. The acceptance prayer basically is reminding me. Uh, Minutely, if I, if I let it, by the minute that I am exactly where I need to be, and if there's a problem that's irritating or annoying me, it's about me, and all I can control is me. One of our besties in the program says, "You know what the good news is? You're the problem, and that's the only thing you have any control over." So that has been so reassuring to me, and it has really helped me to get through some tough spots, like the last weekend when I had to evaluate my. Um, behavior. I had to figure out how I could, if not rectify it, at least make it more um, palatable for the moment until I could resolve it in my head. And by reminding myself constantly that 
I'm the problem. You know, it's me that's not not looking at this world because the world is just my perception. Everybody's perception is different. So my perception, if I'm being irritated, that's about me. Mm -hmm. And the acceptance prayer is like my little mantra. So, and I'm going to jump on that. Yes, and if I go too far off the rails, let me know. But one thing that I think we also need to honor is those feelings, mm -hmm. our real feelings that we're having. So we can't just say, oh, I'm an ex... Uh, not we. I can't just say, oh, I'm an acceptance of this person treating me like a DB. I have to honor, I'm not an acceptance of this. Mm -hmm. What's going on with me? My practice in that scenario is usually pray because I can't get a hold of anyone, but call you, call you, call Donna, you know, I mean, pick up the phone, talk to my sponsor, send a text, write down, like those, in those moments are my habits. And sometimes I'm so jumbled in my head of like, oh, I did this wrong or, oh, I'm in pain or, oh, you know, like. I need to figure out what's my part, if any, mm -hmm. and if it's not, what am I doing to continue these feelings because, and not accepting it. Right. Like, so, so I guess my thing is, is I want to make sure that I honor those feelings and don't just stuff them because I have a tendency, and I did this a lot in the beginning, is when I, you know, oh, I'm not supposed to be mad, so I'm just going to say I'm an acceptance. But I really wasn't an acceptance, and I would talk myself into being it, right. but I really wasn't. So I think that the caveat to that is that we have to do the work through it mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just going to keep popping up. And it will keep popping up even if we do work through it. Yes. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification because that's really important. It is important to we all need validation and I, you know that's I guess that's my that's my neon sign this week is validation and by just saying oh I accept it but not validating what I'm feeling it kind of it uh, negates any work that you might be doing right mm -hmm. it's sweeping it under the rug a little bit not feeling your feelings yeah well and then when you guys were talking I was thinking about positive thinking because I just think I've been in a real uh, like a, a cycle of negativity late, lately with my thinking I'm like in a I'm in a spot where like some how do I say this? So like the person I'm with right now is going through some hard stuff. So in his defeated defeatist defeatistness mm -hmm. defeatist. I'm making up my own words, defeatistness. <laughs> um I'm like carrying that into many different aspects of my life. So I'm like negative at work and then like yeah negative at meetings like who can I judge here you all came to this yeah. meeting so I can judge you which one of you isn't doing your steps right and which one isn't calling a sponsor asking to be sponsored you know like here I am taking inventories but I, I used to just remember um like I was such a firm I'm, I and I am a firm believer in like positive affirmations and just positive thinking in general just like the vibe attracts your you know, tribe or like, you know, yeah. putting off good vibes doesn't always bring you sunshine, but it makes you feel good on the inside. And just in general, like being love, like that love and that tolerance that like, and I don't know, I, I haven't even heard that at a meeting very Love and lately. tolerance is our guy. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't hear, like I, I honestly have not, can't remember the last time I actually heard that in a meeting, like was reminded that love How and tolerance is our How about that's a topic code. for later. I love yeah, it. Love and yeah. tolerance. But, um, so I'm glad you kind of 
went with the first thought wrong with Mm -hmm. the judging because yeah like that has been my mo lately and talk about positive habits like i can't change anything else in my life i think until i really set my my thinking straight right but right. you do, you get addicted to that that negative thinking. Like, who can I hate today? You know, who's going to be the uh, the target of my fury today? Well, and part of it for me is that's how I was raised. Very negative. And it was under the guise of, of, of um, care, right? It was under the guise of, like, being skeptical for safety or for whatever reasons. I don't think... I don't think the negativity was there on purpose or just for the sake of being negative, but I have those neural pathways of being negative, right? And when I had to start to learn how to be positive, that was heavy lifting, right? That was heavy lifting, changing it, because it's not natural. It's as as hard as being honest. (laughs) Well, but we read all the self-help books that told us how to do that, though, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I think of when I think of, like, positive habits and positive change. Like, there Mm -hmm. was the way I was doing it, where I was, like, drunk and high all the time and trying to, like, listen to Deepak Chopra meditations and read, you know, Stephen Covey's highly effective habit, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. But also then like reading a couple pages, getting so high that I can then not read anymore because I keep reading the same paragraph over and over again and be like, okay, am I effective yet? Like, am I proactive instead of react? You know, like, I'm like, no, it's like kept hitting a wall. But like now I guess it's different with AA because I, I, well, that's, I guess the question is like now... What makes it different? I can tell you. For I think it me, starts from okay. Well, go, you go yeah. first. Well, what for me, it? I think it started with the habit of going to meetings because that's the first yeah. muscle I flexed. Right. Was right. like that habit of like going to a meeting. That was the very first habit I think I established. I was under the um, uh, condition, you know, like in order to stay living at my parents' house, they were like, "Okay, you're gonna go to a meeting, and you're good luck trying to find your way there without a license." Like. And that was, like, the first habit I had to, like, that taught me. That was my first habit, I guess, was going, getting to meetings. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, in your life, what do you think you have altered to make your life more positive because of things you've learned in the program? Well, like, that goes, commitments, basically. Good. Just in general, like, when I say I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. doing it. And that it. was not what you did before. That was, oh, definitely not. And still sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I sometimes can balk at commitments. But I feel like in, you know, but in the program, like, if it has to do with program, I am much more likely to not waver on my commitments if they're, like, program-related. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So there you, are certain things like outside of program that I still sometimes, like, I'm not going to lie, like <laughs> balk on, but. Like what? Give us an example. Um, like making pl- like plans with friends to like grab lunch or, um, I, my friend wanted to go out to dinner on Friday night and I was like trying to bail on her and she's like, no, you got to come out with your girls and you got to hang out. And my whole thing was like, well, I don't want to be around drinking and you guys are going to go out to dinner and you're going to be, she's like, yeah, well, why can't you, you know, be, you know, be around us when we're having, and I was like, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to be around the drinking right now. And so I was like trying to like bail on it. Honestly, it's just because I really just wanted to hang out with Dave, but I was like, you know, I'm like, okay, well that's, you know, I'm going to use the drinking as a reason why I'm not going to commit to that. Mm-hmm. So, no is a complete sentence, and you can say you want to hang out with your boyfriend. Oh, no, I did, and she was like, yeah. like... There, first No, but I still went to dinner with her. 
Oh. Because she was like, you got to have your girls. <laughs> she's like, if David isn't there one day, you're going to have to have your girls. And I was Aww, like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, she's that definitely, sweet. she's like a girl power kind yeah. of gal. She's yeah, going to have those awesome. people. But, um, but I wanted to get out of it so bad. You know, I'm like, I don't want to go. I want to be home and be lazy. I don't know. That was kind of like a. I don't think that's really lack of commitment, though. That's just being tired. Yeah. And yeah. wanting to nest. Now, what, it can it can snowball into isolation, which we were talking about earlier, which can be a problem. But if you're just tired, it's the end of the week. Fridays are hard for everybody. I don't think that is being fear of committing. Well, and it, that's the thing, too. It was like I was using, like, the drinking thing. Like, oh, I don't want to go to this brewery with you guys and watch you guys drink. Like, I was definitely, like, maybe not being 100% honest. And then when I did get honest with her and tell her, like, oh, I'd just rather stay home and hang out with, you know, Dave, that's when she was like, well, you got to do stuff with your girls. Like, too damn bad. You know, you made these plans with us. and Yeah. How long did you stay out? Well, it was actually only an hour because the other girl we were supposed <laughs> to meet out bailed on us. So I was like, oh, she had to bail? And then I couldn't. Yeah, but you that. showed up. I you did. You know, you showed up. And they say suit up and show up. And that mm-hmm. that's along the lines of what you were saying going to meetings like that's what gets me through everything like even when I first got sober and I got a new job I just showed up I cried my eyes out and nobody knew it but I showed up and I got through it and somehow things changed and the other thing I was thinking of when you were saying um uh, like we did all these self-help books, right? And we did all this work and this positive thinking and this like energy vibration, you know, all that jazz. The thing about the Alcoholics Anonymous and the steps, like they actually showed me how to think positive, right? Because I worked through the negative. I was forced through instead of trying to put positive into a fully disgustingly filthy negative being Mm -hmm. I had to clear that disgusting negative out and put in you know you can't overfill like you can't well yeah and we were so negative like negatively filled with like other people's like our our hatred for like other people well at least I was all of my resentment so it's like you're like yeah you're trying to like oh I'm gonna have all these all this positivity but there's still There's no all room. of this hate, yeah, like and chaos and drama, right? And because we haven't and figured out our part yet, because like yeah, the right. program is really no self help book was really like, you know, well I guess some books do say stop being a victim, but like when you yeah. read it but you don't work it. How many books did you actually finish though? Oh, <laughs> so I was really I, no, good. No, no. I, I think there was one that really spoke to me. Okay, and it was me Eckhart too. Tolle. A new earth. Well, oh. no, the one, the first one, Power okay. of Now. Well, my, my second, yeah, my first one was his, the second one. Yeah, <laughs> and so that was the first time I actually was like, whoa, this is some cool stuff, like, to think about. So, you know, I, I don't think I, I think there's a lot of self-help books that I really didn't give a chance because I got too high in the middle of them. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Let's be honest. So, like, the first, the, re- the way it helped is because that first part about being abstinent in order to change was actually, like, the best, the best habit we could have ever like none of the books were like if you're high right now put this down and find a meeting yeah okay when we write our self-help book that's gonna like if you're reading this you might be some sort of addict and we need you to put the book down and get to a meeting (laughs) and then come back after you've worked your 12 steps and try and reading this you book. Can read it, and, and it might mean something. Yeah. And then you won't need this book. 
you're welcome. That is the one page book that we're gonna that we're gonna write. The best selling one page book. Self help for dum dums. The last the last page make you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Namaste. You're welcome. Oh, no, it's so funny though because it's actually kind of true. Like yeah, totally. it, it, we like, just have an arrow that like um that goes all the way till the end and it just says you're welcome. Yeah. And it's like the first page is just the forward and there's nothing after it and like chapter one is like did you go to a meeting yet <laughs> are you still drunk are you still high <laughs> see like yeah it's like those go back to the forward and read it over again the forward is get to a meeting <laughs> put the drug down well, step away from the drug <laughs> vicky the first one of the first meetings i ever went to that you had showed up to is when we were still meeting in the basement of, mm-hmm. for the sunday morning meeting i remember you saying like I have a whole shelf of self-help books, and here I am. Like, <laughs> like none of them worked. Yeah, it's funny. It is. It is funny. Who would have thought the first step of any self-help book would have been, like, first question is, like, are you sober? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, like, eliminate a lot of, like, suffering for you right now. I'm just tell you. If you're not sober, that might be where you want to start. It's kind of like when I have my Google search and am I an alcoholic? If I'm Google searching, <laughs> best bet. Like what, it could say is, what it could say is, Lynn, if you're doing a Google, no, like the first article should be like, um, the number one way to figure out if you're an alcoholic is if you just did a Google search saying, <laughs> am I an alcoholic? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god. I wonder if Siri could say something like Can you like get to a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Go to a meeting. Well, because sometimes you know you ask Siri a question and yeah. depending on what it is, she has these real smart ass answers. Mm-hmm. Have you guys tried those? We can. Let's try like, it with Lynn. Like why is a fire truck red? What? Fascinating question. <laughs> why is a fire truck red? Here. Okay. Why are fire trucks red? Because they have eight wheels and four people on them, and four plus eight is twelve, and there are twelve inches in a foot, and one foot is a ruler, and Queen Elizabeth was a ruler, and Queen Elizabeth was also a ship, and the ship sailed the seas, and in the seas are fish, and fish have fins, and the fins fought the Russians, and the Russians are red, and fire trucks are always rushing around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fire trucks are always rushing around. I just thought it was because the color of fire. Right, so that would be hilarious if Siri had, like, if you're like, Siri, am I an addict, or Siri, am I an alcoholic? Oh, my God. Well, uh, let's ask her. Oh, again, okay. Siri. Siri. Am I an addict? Am I an alcoholic? I couldn't say. If you know we are, the driver said. We're here. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it's your audible. It is my audible. I was gonna say if you haven't noticed, um, Siri has my sorry has my um, Irish favorite lady Irish accent because you know you can customize that. Yeah, yeah. I have an Australian dude, and he's hot well. I like that Siri said I couldn't say. It's like she's not trying to take our inventory for us. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I have another little thing about uh, that I found the other day online somewhere about um it's called the comfort zone but for me it really is about where i'm going in life what i want to do who i want to be 
you know, all those big, big questions. And it starts out with your comfort zone is you feel safe and you're in control. And, you know, that's all of us. We just want to control our little spot of the world. Fear zone, the next one, do you lack self-confidence, you fight excuses, and you're affected by others' opinions. The learning zone is you deal with challenges and problems, and you acquire new skills. And the growth zone, which is where we all want to get, I'm assuming, I, this is where I want to get to. I can say we, but it's what I want to get to. I find a purpose, I live my dreams, I set new goals, and I conquer objectives. And that's my sweet spot. That's what I'm working towards. So because of me having the, um, I'm so grateful to have this program to help me move forward, that's the, I can actually, now I have it like in writing what I'm working towards, and I have some tools, not all the tools, but I have some tools in my toolbox that help me work towards these things. Boom. Boom. Like, I love that, right? If you don't Drop have, like, an AAR <laughs> objective is get through the steps, right? And then start to carry this message to other alcoholics and help, you know, what am I doing to help another suffering alcoholic today? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, our very clear objective, right? Isn't that the... The um one of the traditions or isn't well the preamble. preamble. Well, it's one of well yeah and the principle right yeah, the principle right. is like after having spirit had a spiritual awakening you know practice yes. these principles and help other alcoholics carry this message, so like having that objective yeah for my establishing life. them in your life. And it's funny I've, I've talked to a couple of people my sister in particular she kind of has like this by de facto life coach and I used to think that was kind of cheesy but I get it now because once you get to a healthier place in your life and I'm not again I'm not saying that I'm healthy by any means but I'm healthier than I used to be it's I want to I want to work towards more you know there's more there and it's part of it is working your program and always finding out new things in your program that make you a better person but for me it's also about my life what do I really want to do what what do I want to at the end of the day say this was a good day and and I feel like I need an outside person that's objective like a life coach to help me with that and what I'm finding this is what I always thought before but now what I'm finding is I'm finding the strength and the wisdom and the encouragement and the support within this program with the women that I meet because it's not just about staying sober now it's about having a life that I'm proud of living trudging the road to happy destiny living a life that is alcohol and free and not being miserable. Yeah. And then once you're not miserable, you find out about all the joy that is that yeah. is so like, attainable. Why did I take so long? I don't know. I, I beat myself up about that sometimes. I'm very envious of Brie. I am because I mean you were you were just a wee young thing well, when you got sober. Thanks. Sure. And, you know, none of us know. She could get hit by a bus tomorrow. We don't know. Well, shoot. And I'm thinking I'm envious <laughs> of you ladies because I, and I was telling Vicky this yesterday how much I look up to her because I feel like she's got her goals. She's like got she's, what you want. right. And, and you have, like, you, okay, you, like, you know that you, like, are a chef and, like, that's your, that's your jam, you know? I'm, like, so envious of that. Like, I know I have my career, but I'm like, do I want to, you know, and we could go, that's, like, a whole other topic. But, like, when I think about, like, you said it yourself, like you have to have objectives. And mm-hmm. that's my whole thing is like, I got to just figure out where I want to go first. But it's like that, um, throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. Like, like I'm not even like trying, no, you, you know, like shit. I throw spaghetti. No, I throw <laughs> shit at the wall and see what <laughs> sticks. Um, it really depends on what you had to eat the day before. Could have been spaghetti. But yeah, Sorry, you, that was bad. you may be throwing spaghetti. We know we don't know that. Of course, I brought it back to food. 
you know what you said about the life coach though sometimes I feel that way and then I start to think like oh if I was doing something right I wouldn't need a life coach you know like I get stuck in that cycle no, then too yeah. but I think you all I think we can always I can, yeah and I say we I can always benefit from having a Always. I mean, we, we have our little rundown before we start this recording every week and kind of catch up, talk about any burning issues that we have, and we talk through stuff. And I don't know what I would do without you guys. I mean, I value what we have so much. It's made my life so much um, happier and full and well, absolutely and stable, and right? You know, like, yes. And, and stable. Like, which is control. I mean, which is my version of, which is my healthy version of yeah. control. Because, you know, quite honestly, I do not like being in control. I never really have liked it. That's why I think I liked the green yeah. stuff so much because it was uh, like the one thing that like really made me not be in control. And I was still kind of there. Like when I drank, I would just get out of control and I was like, whoa, like the, it was just extreme. But... But, you know, like, so so stable, the stability of um, friends, real friends, and, and, and being able to have real conversation, right? Like, there are things that I talk to you guys about or other people in the program that I could never talk to someone about. Well, I take that back because that's changing. But, mm-hmm. like, obviously what we have is pretty magical in terms of AA and the way we all live our life the same way. Like, we're all trying to live an honest life. We're all on the same playing field. So when someone comes up to us and talks to us about something that's, like, serious Mm -hmm. or silly or whatever it is, we know where that person wants to be. So when we're talking to each other, we kind of have that in the back of our head, like, oh... I don't even know how to verbalize what I'm saying, but it's just like like-minded people mm-hmm. are will help me get there, right? Like if I was just saying this to someone and they were just being empathetic and like I understand, that's one thing. But when I can say it to like, for example, my sponsor thinks this is great. I have one friend in the program and like I'll say something to her about how I'm feeling and she'll be like, well, where's God in all that? And I'm like, I'm not ready for God to come into that. Like, I can have that conversation with her, but I appreciate mm-hmm. that she asks me the question because it gets me closer to being there, right? And it's just, I don't know, there's just more truth. And for me, uh, that's so much easier to live that way. And I don't even know where any of that sprouted from, but I'm just grateful too. Yeah, very grateful. So what's your golden nugget, Bree? Um, well, funny enough, it came from your first thought wrong, just all the yuck I've been sitting in, um, at work right now and the negativity and wanting to like feed the gas, like trying to find people to like commiserate with my hatred of others. (laughs) Like, gosh, I did that last week. Like someone sent out an email and I got kind of like, oh, this person's trying to be my boss and they are not my boss. And then they sent up, sent out a follow-up email, like, calling us out for not responding to her first email. And I thought to myself, well, you're still not my boss. You weren't my boss, you know, yesterday when you sent that first email in. You're still not my boss today. So, and then I, you know, there was like five people addressed on that second email. So I know there was five people who also didn't listen to the first 
email. And so I saw one of the girls in the bathroom and I said, oh, so you didn't respond to her email either. And like, I'm like, yeah, tell me that, you know, that she can go shove it where the sun don't shine and she's not our boss. Like, I really wanted that girl to like give me that validation. And the girl was like, oh yeah, I forgot to do it. I'm going to email it over to her later. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know, but like, I so wanted that, like, yeah, she shut me down and I so wanted to her to like, be like, yeah, I don't know who she thinks she is. She's not my boss. You know, I wanted her to agree with me. And, um, isn't that funny how we get, like, how we... I needed that check today. Yeah. Like, contrite is the word you used. And uh-huh. yes, totally. Found Shut myself. that shit down. Ugh, yeah, that yeah. was my higher power try- trying to, mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm going to throw a couple, you know, throw a couple of red flags yes. up at yeah. you. And then feel like you hit me with a brick today a little bit. With a good brick, yeah. you know. Or the velvet hammer. Yeah. Like the velvet <laughs> <Okay>. hammer. <laughs> or as Michelle always says, the gib slap upside the back of the head. Like, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah. Yeah, so hate to admit it, but the, yeah, that was my golden nugget. Look good. My golden nugget was my neon sign of validation and how much I need to accept that I need it and find it in a healthy way. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I guess my golden nugget, I don't know what my golden nugget was. There was so much juice in this one. This I, was a good one. I think, what did I write down? Um, Check your notes, sister. <laughs> Um, oh, I liked how you talk about the glacier and the elephant, like, of negativity, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that was. And, you know, like, um, when you guys were talking about all of it, like, the law of attraction came to mind. Yeah. And, like, when we're in negative, negative comes. And when we're in positive, positive comes. But with the caveat of, I like the the idea that we have the power to not stay stuck in those patterns, mm-hmm. I guess. Most yeah. of the time, if we try, mm-hmm. or if we let God work in our lives, or whatever, if we do the work, it's the, all the action. Yeah, self actualization. Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds scary. It's awesome. <laughs> all right, I think that's it, ladies. That's all, right. all folks. Sign off. Signing off. We here at Telling on Ourselves, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you like what you heard, rate, review, subscribe, all of those things. We're on social media all over the place, at Telling on Ourselves. Can't wait to hear. Bye-bye.